You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I'm Clint. Daniel, I, I want to hit something. I it's, need, I need can, to find something to punch that is not living. How can it only be Wednesday is the question that we're all asking. Yeah. Saturday is so, so many days away. It's like it's like all those times your dad promised you a gift for Christmas or your birthday mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that just year after year never came. Oh, I see. It's kind of like that. Only, only this gift, um, as long as Dan Mullins, the coach at Florida will will continue to be given that's correct every single year it is like being enrolled in a jelly of the month club <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving all year round also never buy me a birthday gift ever again that was the weirdest thing that ever showed up on my door uh and also hey this episode is not brought to you anybody except for greg sankey of the sec thank you for not suspending dan mullen for this game hey kudos you. to you Kudos to you, Greg Sankey. It was the only shot they had to win. You you snatched who, who it from would there. they? Who would they have named? The only reason I was a little it, curious. It's Todd Grantham. Would it have been Todd Grantham it, as the interim head coach? Hundred percent. Boy, howdy! I would have loved that. Um, I would it, have loved that. Hey, if you haven't picked up by now, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I am Clint. He is Daniel. This is Locked On Bulldogs on the Locked Locked On Podcast Network. We are two fans. That like fan talk. Um, This podcast is all about that. It's riddled with fan talk. We started this podcast to be for fans, by fans. We're not gurus or insiders by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, That's correct. Uh, We're Georgia fans. We presume that you're Georgia fans. And if so, we think you're in the right place. Don't come here looking for uh, detailed film study or um, some sort of paywall nonsense about what a 17-year-old kid is thinking about for their college choice. Uh, We are Georgia fans, and we like to talk the way that Georgia fans talk. We don't take ourselves too seriously, but being a Georgia fan is the most serious thing that there is. And there's never been a better time to be a Georgia fan than right now. Uh, It is Florida week. It is the, the greatest uh, football week mm. of the year. Uh, the time when we reassert our dominance over our disgusting neighbor to the south. Um, everybody's got that neighbor that they really wish did not live mm-hmm. near them. That's right. Um, that neighbor is the state of Florida. That's for America. I was just going to say, that's for, what, for the entire nation. For the entire nation, that's, that's who they are. So... Um, uh, if you are new to the show, thank you for being here. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, that's all that we really ask you to do. Uh, we are here five days a week, and so that's the easiest way to get the show delivered to the device of your choosing. If you do enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. A review would be nice as well. Uh, if you uh, want to correspond with us, we would love that. You can hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Follow us and message us on there. We would love to talk with you. Or you can send us an email, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Many of you expressing some anxiety. Some of you expressing some confidence. Some Mm -hmm. of you expressing a mix of both, a cocktail of both. And may I remind you, it is the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. And so if you don't have some sort of cocktail of anxiety and confidence heading into this game, then you're not doing it right. You need to go back and look at your calendar. At what 
I know, I know not- the scheduling conflict has made you unsure. I get that. But mm-hmm. rest assured, sure. this is the cocktail this is party. This is it. This is the weekend. Uh, D- Daniel, what do we got on the docket besides, um, by the way, uh, M-Dub's first candy striping surgery went real well. What? Boom, better than could have ever. Formal apology not to M-Dub's. No. Um, no. No, he had it coming. Uh, but uh, don't ever, don't ever don't. tweet anything let favorable this, about Dan Mullen on let Florida Let this be Week. a lesson let, to you. Let this, let this be a lesson to you. Um, yeah. Formal apology to all the listeners. Um, I, I'm not. Even, it's Wednesday. I'm not even sure if anybody's listening to the show today. Things really got off the rails yesterday. We're going to try to keep it in between the lines today. Um, we are going to talk about the Florida game. Uh, we're, might, we'll talk about the quarterbacks a little bit, and then um, we might give out some hot takes. Mm-hmm. And then we might talk about some Barrett Salee takes. Those are takes that only an idiot would say. The that's basement dwelling that. moron area of the podcast. That's that's correct. So, um, uh, Clint, let's start off. Uh, Kirby met with the press on uh, Monday, a couple days ago. Now, he updated a bunch of stuff about some injuries, some mm-hmm. of it good news, some of it uh, expectedly bad news. Um, seems like guys like Quay Walker and Lewis Seen might be available to play, mm-hmm. which would be mm-hmm. a hugely beneficial thing. Um, hopefully, Monty Rice continues to heal up and... Um, Guys like George Pickens, Kenny McIntosh, he was he was his typical Kirby self, uh, not giving too much information about them. He alluded to the fact that Jordan Davis might be able to play. Say he won't. Um, but, I mean, what Jordan Davis could do with one elbow, uh, most men couldn't do with two. So I'm not here to say that he can't play. Uh, and then some things that obviously everybody knows, like things like Richard LeCount is obviously not going to be playing in this game. Um, yep. Happy that Richard LeCount is going to be playing in any game ever f- for the rest of his life. Um, That's right. So um, uh, Richard LeCount won't be playing in this game. Uh, obviously, Julian Rochester out for the season seems like. Um, so some injury news was updated. But really the thing that stood out about this presser, Clint, was Kirby – Kirby, he didn't double down. He tripled no. down, quadrupled down. I don't know how many times the man you're going to make the man say it. He was asked but, the most direct way possible and left nothing to the imagination. Kirby is happy with the quarterback rotation. He's okay. not Full interested stop. in changing it. Full. This is not uh this is not an inquisitive or a questioned statement of any kind. This this is a fact, uh, not an opinion. Uh, Kirby's happy with the quarterback rotation. He might not be happy with the quarterback play mm-hmm. fully, but he is happy with the quarterback that is doing the playing. Um, JT and Dewan uh, are not doing enough, according to Kirby Smart and the coaching staff, who apparently Todd Munkin is crystal clear on the exact same page as yeah. Kirby Smart. That was clarified. Um, so, uh, what do we make of this, Clint? Okay. Can we, what do we do? Let what me, do we do now? Let we me, feel feelings. Oh, yeah. Let me clear this up as, as best I can right now. And again, for the record, we need to keep saying this because it needs to get out there. I'm hoping that you listening to this as a fan 
we'll, we'll go ahead. Know our feels. Daniel and I have made our feels very clear about the quarterback situation. It's not good, and it needs to be better. Okay, great. Comma, second point. We have zero clue. You have zero clue. Nobody has a clue except for Todd Munkin and Kirby Smart if JT Daniels or Dewan Mathis can do any better than Stetson Bennett. You might hypothetically think, you might say, give him a shot. Listen, we have no idea. It Honestly, it could be worse. I know you don't think it could be. Like, I get that. Mm-hmm. It could be. Okay? Uh, guys that break down yeah, film are saying be, the same thing. Could be a lot worse. Could be a lot worse. Okay? So so stop with that. Second thing is this. For, for the offense that we have, for the players that we have, we can win. We can do well. Again, remember all the time Stetson Bennett has done this. So, please... Stop pining after players that have left the program. They're not coming back. Stop making up these hoax myths, these urban legends that Kirby mm. Smarts hates people. That wouldn't be the case if said Ohio State quarterback didn't come back to practice and hang out with guys. You can't hate somebody so much and then want to hang around with them for an entire day. Like two things don't match. So stop with the with the conspiracy theories. Stop with thinking you know best. Start saying Stetson Bennett is not playing well. That's a true statement. Yes, thank you. Why can't a, a player ever just not be playing well? There you go. Why Why does a fan have to either choose to love everything about the way the team is playing mm-hmm. or want to rip it down to the studs and explode it and fire everyone and change the colors of the uniforms and and completely do away with everything we've ever thought about the, about the program. Why can't we just say this player missed a bunch of tackles on Saturday. This player threw some interceptions on Saturday. Kobe Dean player- has been on film showing us that he's missed tackles in games, big tackles. He's missed in the hole, got ran over a couple times. Am I sitting here saying that Kobe Dean is worthless? Let's go ahead and throw him out. Let's put Channing Tindall back in and forget him. No, I'm not. I'm never going to say that. Yeah, I mean, well, you could say that if that if if. The play on the field merited that, but players can play bad. Yes, but not, but not um, need to immediately be benched if there aren't better options behind them. For whatever reason, it does not seem as though there have been better options behind Stetson Bennett. And let's just call it what it is: Stetson Bennett has won every game except for one on the schedule. Yep. Are you telling me Dewan Mathis was going to win that game? Uh, is that what we're saying? Dewan uh, Mathis was going to beat Alabama. I'm did Dewan Mathis? Did Stetson Bennett fall down when he was trying to cover the Alabama wide receivers? I mean, no, Mm-mm. he certainly didn't do that. Um, all right, so we're not here to apologize for Stetson Bennett. Nope. We're not here to defend Stetson Bennett. Nope. We think that he's playing like a giant steaming pile of crap. The Been last on record of weeks. saying that. Yep. I personally think. And we've talked about this kind of – I've alluded to this yesterday on the pod. I personally think he's going to look a lot better on Saturday than oh. he did the previous Saturday because I think he's going to be going up against guys who who love making opposing quarterbacks look good, Clint. This uh, Florida secondary, are they good? <laughs> uh, no one <laughs> – there is two players on Florida that I would say are good, Daniel. Uh, I mean that kid Elam 
oh, in the secondary. He's yeah, sure. he's all right, but like as a, as a whole, yeah, that secondary's trash, Clint. Oh, it's it's real real trash. Um, not Kyle trash. I'm talking about real real trash. It's hard to distinguish so, between those two. Well, it is. Well, more on that maybe later uh, in the podcast. Uh, so what we're basically saying to our fans, Daniel, is chill out. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Just okay. just chill out. Is there a segue? Uh, uh, hey, when Daniel and I want to chill out, when we're having a hard day, when life is just getting after us, job is going hard, uh, family, kids are screaming at you, you just need a second to go ahead and chill out. Well, that's when Daniel and I reach into the mini fridge and pull out Coors Light. It's the one that we choose when we need to unwind. Uh, when you need to hit a reset, Reach for the beer that's made to chill. It is literally made to chill. It is crisp and refreshing like the Colorado Rockies. Uh, so go ahead, and uh, Coors Light has a new look can because that can comes straight to your door. You don't even have to venture out. Let's say you don't even have to trust somebody with a delivery method, Daniel, that's going to mm. take your money. You have they somebody. Just take your money and not bring you any goods or services. No, that's not what Coors Light's going to do. Coors That's not Light what they're going to do. No. Is going to go ahead and bring you straight to your door the great, refreshing Colorado Rockies. Uh, go ahead and go to get.coorslight.com. That's get.coorslight.com for your Coors Light straight to your door, the beer that is literally made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. But also, Daniel, on top of that, let's let's say you, you're not only chilling – uh, but you're, you're getting your pump on for the day. You're go ahead. And after you chill, you want some, you want some workout and you want to work out yeah. buddy to help you out. I mean, you, you've chilled. And so now time to do something, time to do something a little bit more active. That's right. Uh, you, you've had the course light. Now it's time to reach for the bill bar. You know about Bilt Bar. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is the greatest tasting protein bar that there is. You're trying to shed a few of those, uh, COVID pounds. Maybe you're trying to get right for the holidays. Maybe you know that there's some pounds coming mm-hmm. this holiday season, and you're trying to get right before you get wrong. Pre-lose uh, that. Built Bar is the way to go for that. It's a great uh, meal replacement or supplement on your way to work. It is a great uh, after the gym, before your workout. Uh, it's high in protein. It's low in sugar. It's high in fiber. It's low in carbs. It tastes great. Tastes amazing. And they got a million great flavors. And if you go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On, you will get twenty percent off your order. I don't know if there's any coolers floating around. Maybe, but you will. You will get twenty percent off your. Listen, all we're saying is that there's no way to know if I can't. Dubs has ever done a colonoscopy before. There's no data to support one claim or the other. Correct. Built Bar is the greatest tasting protein bar on the market. There is data to support that. So go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code Locked On for 20% off your order. Dan, you alluded a little bit ago uh, of of something. Maybe you were hinting at something about the, the goods that Florida has in the cabinet on defense and offense. Yeah, look, I um, I really believe that, that Stetson Bennett – it not necessarily is going to elevate his game, but I believe we're going to see a return to form of there Stetson Bennett 
from games like the the Auburn game when Stetson Bennett went out there, and I don't know if you remember this, Clint, mm-hmm. but he lit them up. Oh, he he shined brightly. Did Kiaris Jackson? Did he have any trouble taking the top off against mm. uh, against nope. that Auburn secondary? No. Now let me ask you a quick question: Is the Auburn secondary? We're no gurus, are we? But we have eyeballs. We do have eyeballs. Okay, is the good. Auburn secondary better, worse, or the same as the Florida secondary? Uh, is far better an option? It's f- it's far better. Like not just a, not just incrementally better. Not just a bit above. Not even like transferable. I'm talking the Auburn secondary has got dudes, and they can cover better, run faster, hit harder than anybody's got Florida going on. So yes, I know. 100%. I know they ain't no national champions anymore. No, but. Did LSU move the ball against Auburn on Saturday? How'd that go? How'd that go? How'd that go for LSU? Now, mm. uh, I think this is a game where, yes, it's good that we got Zamir White going on yes. Saturday. Yes, it yes, is. it is good that Kendall Milton is growing into the dominant running back force that he will one day be in the SEC. Yes, it's good that the offensive line is gelling and that we're able to control the ball. But I don't think that's how this game's going to go on Saturday. I just don't. The more I think about it, the more I think that the the lid's going to have to come off. And that is why I think the most important player on Georgia's roster on Saturday, we're not even 100% sure if he's going to play. And his name... Is Jorge freaking Pickens? Come on, welcome back Clint. to the pod, Jorge. This man, we need you. We, we need it. We need this man to show up and to show out on Saturday because they ain't nobody back there that can cover him. Not a Clint. chance. How did Kiaris Jackson do against Kentucky? Did oh, Kiaris did. Jackson have a big game against Kentucky? Did he have a bunch of catches? Hmm. How how come you think that was, Clint? Well, it probably was because, wait a second, Jorge wasn't on the other side, taking two oh. guys in coverage rolling to his end. Interesting. So Just, now Kiaris Jackson became option number one. How'd Jermaine Burton do on Saturday against Kentucky, Clint? Hmm. He have a big he have a big day? Let's roll the tape back. He have a nice outing? Hmm. How come you think it was that Jermaine Burton didn't have much uh, opportunity on Saturday. Could it be because instead of being the third or fourth option, he was now the second option on the team? Jorge Pickens changes the offense, and also he has the ability to take the top off the defense in a way that nobody else does, but he frees up space for guys like Kieras, mm-hmm. Jermaine, James Cook, Darnell Washington, Fitzpatrick, Trey McKitty, and the way, all the rest of them. Trey pools. McKitty. We see you blocking. Keep doing it. Trey that. McKitty is uh he is uh, like a a a a golem on the outside. Like he is just a an ogre out there. Uh, uh, yes. A mismatch against defensive linemen, linebackers, safeties, wide or defensive backs, whoever it is that he's matched up against. Yeah. Uh I think the passing attack for on Saturday uh, gets a huge shot in the arm. I'm not going to say we're not going to throw for 400 yards. Okay, but Stetson Bennett will have you call this a hot take? 
or you whatever. I don't care. This is my take. It's a, okay. Stetson Bennett will throw for 275 and no picks. Uh I I think you're underselling Stetson with that, just so you're perfectly clear. That's a that's a that's a an at least that's an at least 275, but yeah, a, okay. he may go for 300. He may not. Depends on how the flow of the game goes. Fl- but yes, Stetson that will Bennett, determine it. Stetson Bennett will throw for more than 250, and he will have zero picks. Okay, I'm gonna do a hot take, cold take. I'm gonna I'm gonna take everything. I'm gonna throw it into a stew. It's it's Florida week, so it it just all goes in the bucket or the well, cauldron. You put that in there with a broth and some and a potato. You got a stew going. You got a stew going. Okay, so let me let me stew this thing up real quick. I'm going to do a couple of stupid things that I've heard. One stupid thing I read on the internet. Uh, Florida's going to win by double digits. Son, please. Who who would say such a thing? Uh, his what name. kind of a... Let me, hmm. let me say his name because I want to make sure he hears it. And, and trust me, I'm coming for you at Twitter again, Barrett. At Listen. Barrett Salee. When Listen, you say, we would say we would say Barrett, thanks for listening to the pod, but we don't thank you. Uh, no, we don't. We don't need your download. I, so I, it's not. A, nay, I don't want it. Because here's the thing: when you say then then to go out and say that Florida gives Auburn the best chance of being beat because they can go blow for blow. Alabama, Alabama, uh, Alabama. Sorry. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, you can't go blow for blow with Alabama. You. Nope. you Florida cannot. Period. Just stop. Like Florida can't go blow for blow with Texas A and M. There it is, Clint. There it is. Oh, we've that, seen did that we forget already. That? Did we've that game happen? That. that game happened. No, they can't go blow for blow. If they go blow for blow with Alabama, they would have beat Texas A and M, and they didn't. Like stop. Probably. Okay. The other take that I've heard is you cannot win without an explosive offense. Now, this is a double-edged sword. I get what you mean by this. Explosive offense to you all mean passing every down, downfield throws. Um, Real quick, Daniel, do you think 42 points in a game is explosive? It sounds like a lot of points. That's a lot of that's a lot of points. What if I was to tell you the quarterback in a game where you scored 42 points through the ball seven times? What, uh, what if I was to tell you in that game that we scored 42 points, the quarterback threw seven times, four of them were completed, and three of those completions, three of the four total completions were two running back, one running back. So, Clint, this doesn't fit my narrative. It doesn't fit my narrative. I don't, I don't, I don't care for it. Do you all not remember three years ago when we ran up the score 42 to seven on Florida, who, by the way, at that time, Florida had a Heisman caliber quarterback is what everybody was saying. National media. Did they? Well, did they though? They said, um, hashtag did they? Hashtag Felipe Franks, now a Razorback. Okay. They had what they thought was the best running back in the SEC in Pirine. Okay. 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 They had what they okay. thought was the best wide receiver in the SEC in Freddie Swain. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Look, here's my here's my hot take. I, I don't care how we score points. I like scoring points. I like if we pass it. I like them if we run it. I like them if we pick six. I like it if special teams goes back. I, I like points. And you can have an explosive offense. We've said it so many times. Running the ball as well as passing. I get what you mean by that. But here's here's my biggest take. When you say you can't win without an explosive offense, that that's yet to be seen. 
Does it help to have an explosive offense? It 100% does, and we want it. Oh, I yeah. want it. We do. But, but please, with this, Florida's going to win because they can go blow for blow. They can't, first of all. And we can win by doing any style of football we want. So, Todd, you pick your poison. You want to throw it all over the place like you did against Auburn? Go for it, brother. You want to go ahead and do boot and roll out and all that? Great. If you want to run the ball like in Kentucky, great. Do it. I don't care. Give me points. Give me a W. Let's let's let Florida score 25 points against Georgia before we say they can go blow for blow with Alabama. Shall we? I think that's a fine idea. All right. Let's just see. Let's see about that. Let's see how that happens. Um, All right. We got more... We got more to talk about. I got another hot take. I got a, I got a steamy one. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting on, just mm-hmm. waiting for more on that in a minute. A steamer. Yeah, it's a um, it's a Stanley. It's a Lord Stanley steamer. Uh, yeah. He, here's the thing, Clint. Who's the best player on Florida's team? What's his name? Uh, his name is Pitts. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad you didn't say his name's Kyle because then people might have misunderstood. No, no, let me what you were saying. No, no, <laughs> let me be perfectly clear. It's yep. Pitts. Yeah, it's Pitts. First name, unsure. I, I don't know. He doesn't know. Mama doesn't know. He's he's heavily debating changing it at the at the moment. So he's he's I, unsure. I'd sign that petition. Yeah, he's not he's not interested. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Here's here's the take, Clint. Okay. Um, Richard LeCount is out. Yep. He's out for the game. Okay. Monty Rice may only have one leg. We don't know. Unconfirmed. Quay Quay Walker. He he may be out there on an actual peg leg. He may have had an amputation in the off week. We don't know. We don't know that either. Rumors are circulating. None Fine. of which, the the boots on the ground for the Locked On Bulldogs podcast have not been able to confirm. No one has walked into the ice cream shop and given the insider any information That's right. <laughs> about whether or not Quay That's Walker right. has a peg leg at this moment in time. Okay? So, we don't know. Uh, how are we going to defend Kyle Pitts? This is the question everyone's mm-hmm. asking themselves. Okay? It is. It's a fair question Do you question know the question... Do you know the question? I'm not saying it's not a fair question. Do you know the question nobody's asking? And when I say nobody, I mean no Florida fans, no Georgia fans, no national media, no one. Gary Danielson's not going to ask it. I promise you that. Gary's asking which way to the restroom, and he'd been told four times and still doesn't know. Gary's asking, when's the next time I get to do an Alabama game? Why am I out here? I don't is, understand. Has Nick returned my calls? <laughs> do you know it, it was his birthday on Halloween, guys? Do you guys know that? Yeah, no, do you did, guys know it was Nick did, Saban's birthday on Halloween? Did he get my card? Question nobody's asking is this, Clint. How's Florida going to defend Darnell Washington? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You ready I, for the take? I see you, Kyle Pitts, and I raise you a big O. You ready for the take? Give it to me. The Georgia tight ends will outgain the Florida tight ends on Saturday. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. Okay. That's the take, y'all. Week one against Ole Miss, 
Kyle Pitts had eight catches for one hundred and friggin' seventy yards. I didn't say seventeen. No. I said seven zero one seven zero. Clint, is that even real? How 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 long is that football field? We still playing with hundred. We still playing with hundred yards. Arena field? football? Like, we, what is? Did we did we shorten? What, what happened? is happening? What happened? Uh. That's 21.3 yards per catch. He had eight eight receptions. Four of them were for touchdowns. That's stupid. For 170 yards. Last week against Missouri. Okay. uh, He had five catches for 81 yards. Okay? Okay. That's a more normal, but a good performance. Sure. Against South Carolina, four catches, 57 yards. Against Texas A&M, five catches for 47 yards. Okay. Clint, these are pedestrian numbers. These are fine numbers. Sure. Something is beginning to click for Darnell Washington. Oh, it is. Trey McKitty, we've seen. Fitzpatrick is a perfectly competent option. Oh, very much. Out there in the passing game. The Georgia tight ends are going to have a day. And they're only going to need 70 yards between the three of them Mm -hmm. to outgain the Florida tight ends in this game. Everybody's worried about Kyle Pitts. But the the tight end you should be talking about is Big O, Clint. That's the take. Um, Here's my take. And uh, it's very similar to what you just said about our offense. All of you Georgia fans bemoaning the fact that if we play like we did against Kentucky, we can't beat Florida. Let me tell you how offense and defense works in college football. Okay. When you play, this will be informative. This will be informative. When you play an inferior defense who miss assignments, can't tackle, are slower and weaker than you. Okay. Okay. Uh, the offense tends to do whatever it wants, whenever it wants. That's how, mm. that's how things typically go. If you, if you need any evidence as to when you're slower, you're beat down, you're missing assignment and offense can do whatever you want. Remember the fourth quarter against Alabama. Just, just remember that, Georgia fan. You know what? Don't. Don't. I'm going to okay. do you a favor, Georgia fan. Don't remember that. Okay. Um, just never remember that. Uh, here's the deal. You want after this game, I will see so many of you fans and us included, and we'll be we'll be back there. We've we've dug our heads out of the trenches, out of our little our little ostrich hole that we've created. This offense will again ignite a passion in us. We'll be having all the feels. There will be no problems. We will make wild claims like watch out Alabama. Here we come. SEC championship. Blow for blow. Blow for blow. Blow for blow Barrett. Because this Florida defense is wafer thin, Daniel. Mm. Mm. Bring your blitz. Bring whatever you want. I got bigger, stronger, faster dudes everywhere. And we'll run you over. Like, ain't no thing. So, yeah. so I, I am I am totally fine with this game because of that reason. The, the hot take, cold take, all the takes that nobody's, I, I just can't believe that nobody understands how bad Florida's defense is, that any offense can look good against them, including us, when we have dudes. Like, we, again, Kentucky is two times the defense Florida has. 
It's not. It's not even that. The numbers would tell you that it's maybe three times. It, it, I'm, yes, I'm being generous, um, guys. Get your eyeballs glued, not just on defense. Don't be biting your nails about that. Sure, whatever. Uh, be looking on offense because there's going to be some gaping holes against the offensive line. It's going to be fun. Uh, hey, Daniel, the rest of the week, we're going to come back. We're going to do locks tomorrow. Uh, we have a guest mm. appearance tomorrow, do we not? I believe that young Asher is go. going to make his first lock of the season. So if you're looking for the real score of the game. Yes. Tune <laughs> By in. the way. By the way, I think in all the all the predictive categories we've ever done, Asher has been insanely accurate when it comes it's, down to this. It's a little freaky sometimes. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, tune in tomorrow. We will have that. We will have other locks, game lines that we like, but it's all about Georgia-Florida this week. And so expect a detailed breakdown of the exact score that Clint and I are predicting in this game. We'll be back on Friday for some fact or fiction um, and then getting you ready for the game on Saturday. So come back and join us. Uh, two more episodes this week, and we will talk to you then. See you.